Hello, my name is Lori Ellis, and I'm a writer and editor with Sightline. Today, I am here with Massimo Franza, Senior Director, Software Engineering, Quality Solutions at Cuvia, Dabra Malasovic, Safety, Regulatory, and Quality, Quality Assurance Director at Cuvia, and Anthony Hudson, Senior Principal Tech Quality and Compliance Solutions at Cuvia, to discuss how automation is able to transform CSV for QMS. I want to thank you for joining me today, so let's dive in. In a recent webinar, a majority of the audience reported source resources as the main inhibitor to upgrading the EQMS. Does it surprise you? Is it consistent with what you're seeing with your clients? Yes, the webinar did indicate that resources uh, was the primary inhibitor to upgrading customers' EQMS. That is consistent with uh, what we see in our customer base as well. And I would say it's really not surprising. Uh, when you look at the load that's put on uh, key subject matter experts to have to be a part of the process, to map out new requirements, to do PQ scripting, to execute those scripts, they're essentially having to come out of their day job to perform that particular activity. So that is where the biggest drain is. There's often competing initiatives, competing priorities, things that are going on that pull on these same resources. So customers will often say they can only upgrade their EQMS on a given cycle. Some it's once a year, some it's once every two years, et cetera. And a lot of that has to do with the impact on their resources. No, I fully agree. The the the, the resources are the main the main portion of the of the other costs. So historically, traditionally, I would say this type of uh, uh, process, you know, validation, etc., has been always driven by very specialized and expert type of personnel that were either expert in the validation practices and standards or on the products to be validated. And so it becomes a very resource constraint very quickly because of that, because of the need of that specialized type of resource to be able to, to go through the entire validation process. So totally agreed, I mean, with the, that being the first barrier for, for validation. So besides the, the webinar audience, are you seeing any other major CSV barriers? Yeah, I would say the other obvious CSV barriers tied directly to uh, the resources in a, to a certain degree. One of them would be timeline. And so typically we're trying to get upgrades done within a, a finite window, trying to keep that as small as possible. Having to have manual execution, manual creation of records, manual creation of reports and all that extends the timeline of the overall valid, uh, upgrade. And so that validation effort leads to a, a barrier. People saying, hey, I can't really upgrade unless there's a regulatory demand that I have to do so. And so I'll kind of roll with what I have <laughs> until I'm forced to actually do an upgrade uh, due to that timeline. The other is cost. Obviously, resources ties to cost directly, but then other activities that still need to be performed. Often people have to be backfilled for, et cetera, for long upgrade cycles. And so cost becomes a factor uh, as well in that total cost of ownership of their EQMS. No, yes. I mean, it's definitely something that I keep on hearing all the time, right, from our customers on uh, on how cost-intensive uh, is it, uh, the process of uh, uh, validating a, 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 version, a new version of the software. And so because of that, uh, oftentimes it becomes really a barrier to keep the software up to date with new versions. So it's uh, it's really becomes to be what it is. It is the least uh, of my concern. Is it to have to revalidate a full software upgrade or stay with the version that I have? But you know, you know, all things considered, still works pretty well. So unfortunately, you know, oftentimes our customers are forced to take the type of stand and decisions 
because of the type of barriers that, uh, that they have. It's definitely a big burden. We see it all the time. We see them through the audits. We see them when they examine our artifacts to, to, to see what they can leverage. So it's definitely something that, that could be used moving on. Then what have you seen as the main or top two-thirds benefits of introducing automation to CSV? And Massimo, I'm going to start with you on that one. It, yeah, automation, uh, I mean, the reason we have actually invested so much in automation in our organization is because it goes straight to the pain points that we have seen in our customers, right? In terms of efficiency of the process and in, in terms of keeping that process also as high quality as possible, right? Because of the regulations and all. And now with our methodology, we have extended the traditional automation methodologies targeted the execution of the validation scripts. We actually extended that beyond execution of scripts to actually authoring of scripts because some of these uh, uh, barriers that we have seen in our customers were really related to actually the process of uh, authoring new validation scripts especially in uh, enterprise level type of software right that always requires a level of configuration so it's very difficult to have uh, business processes like the business processes that our qms uh, automate for our customers Contain the you know the the the, the best standard given the type of process, but uh, they always need to be tailored and reconfigured a little bit for our customers to fit their specific business needs. So in an environment that is configurable and flexible, is really painful most of the time to come up with validation scripts, especially on the PQ validation script side. And so we have so by 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 in our model we try to extend that automation to the ability to automatically generate. PQ scripts from automate from user requirements. That removes uh, that has the benefit of improving efficiency of authoring the scripts because as soon as user requirements are captured, the scripts are uh, outputted from the system, and improve quality at the same time because uh, there is no risk of missing any requirement or misinterpreting any requirement either. So these are, I would say, the main two benefits on authoring, and the same categories of benefits translates into execution as well, of, of course, right? Efficiency in terms of execution, of course, automation has the benefit of uh, a do-over type of uh, approach. You can execute the script uh, as many times as needed, and uh, and the quality of the artifacts is, is dramatically improved by the fact that uh, the, the, the automation execution automatically capture screenshots with the objective evidence that actually regulators like to see when having to, you know, uh, evaluate the result of a validation. Definitely, it provides more than just what Massimo said. He's being a little humble on, on, on that end. It actually goes way beyond to what requirements are of the OQs. It, it captures every change that they might make on the configuration. So that's that's a big benefit. And then having the screenshot for every single step is a huge benefit. It's way beyond to what is required per validation requirements. I, I would add to that, uh, kind of piggybacking on what Masi said, just maybe saying it a little bit different terms. Uh, it really eliminates human error from the process. When you're talking about the details, you're talking about all the high levels of configuration we do and having to write scripts that are accurate to that and then doing the execution as well. Human error is probably one of the most common defects that we find, script errors or execution errors. Both of those essentially are all but eliminated uh, using automated validation. So I think that is a huge, huge benefit to the process. And then the other thing we talked about already is the resource burden. The heaviest part of the resource burden we're eliminating by automatically creating the scripts and then by automatically executing those same scripts. That's the biggest pain point that users have. Now that enables them to focus on actual requirements and process as opposed to script creation and execution. 
just to add on both of you guys, this is a validated engine. So this is very important. This is a validated tool that is producing scripts and validated tool that executes the scripts. Then how best can automation be leveraged throughout the project and life cycle? Sure. So the benefits of automations are, uh, as we said, right, definitely into the increased efficiency and uh, quality of the process of validation. But uh, they could be extended very easily throughout the entire project life cycle, especially in those organizations that potentially use a kind of agile approach or iterative approach to capture user requirements for in the process. The automation, the, the scripts can be automatically derived from these user requirements and are ready to be executed right away. Putting that really uh, testing of the requirements kind of upfront, we don't really need to wait any longer to the, the, the completion of the software for the finished product to be available, for the scripts to be either authored or executed. We can actually start right off the bat executing the scripts, authoring the scripts from user requirements. And then when the implementation of those requirements is available in the system, then the execution can occur. So it actually pairs up very well with throughout the entire project life cycle, gaining uh, a lot of efficiency in terms of uh, also kind of moving upstream the detection of uh, issues and defects that could be found on the software. It's not anymore an afterthought that uh, the test of the of the application, the testing of the application comes at the end is something that actually comes more upfront or as, re as requirements are gathered. I think when I think about the life cycle and how automated computer system validation plays into that. I think there's a, a byproduct of that that we don't really think about. And I think that's the quality of the requirements that are created. Uh, I think today there can be requirements that are created that are kind of soft, if you will, not, not firmly defined. And it doesn't mean we don't go through an iterative approach. We can go through an iterative approach, but those requirements are locked down, uh, I think, at a more firm level, if you will, because we know they're going in, we're creating scripts directly from them. We're going to be testing against that. And so I, I think it forces more thought process in that, in terms of what's approved, in terms of requirements, even though automation is not what's defining the requirements. I think that's where your, your resources can now focus their energy instead of focused on creation of the scripts, execution of scripts, et cetera. It's no, what are my hard and fast requirements that really are going to meet my need? And I think that'll be a byproduct of automation. In addition to, to what we said, actually, the linking or the derivation of validation scripts from requirement allows precisely that to, to avoid the risk of misinterpreting requirement and missing requirements. It's something that we've seen in traditional methodologies, right, in which the test was testing the implementation of a requirement rather than what was requested up front. And so that is how the benefits of automation can actually map throughout the entire software development lifecycle. It's not just the formal validation phase that benefits from it, it's the entire methodology of the software implementation that has a lot of advantages. I just fully agree. We already are experiencing some benefits of the automation in, in, within our organization. We have automated good portion of our OQ uh, portion of the validation that we are providing to the client. So I could just concur to what Massimo is saying in uh, Anthony. What are some of the perceptive costs associated with EQMS? Well, the quality in general is seen as a cost, is a necessary evil. So validation being a part of that. Uh, so I, I think the resources, as, as pointed out earlier, the resources, you have to have very specific resources. They have to have uh, uh, the, the multiple skill set, if you will, or 
multiple resources with a different skill set, whether is it the regulations and requirements that you're examining, or are you going with a person who is actually capable of executing and have technical knowledge? So in, in, in my opinion, the resources are the main the main cost or what drives the cost. I agree with that. I would add to that just and it's ties to resources to a certain degree. Overall, organizational change management is a big part of the cost associated with uh, maintaining an EQMS. That takes on several factors, procedures, it takes on uh, user training that's required, upgrades and enhancements, which are required for you to continue to get a return on your, a full return on your investment. I think there's a cost there. I, I think what we're talking about with automated validation helps reduce the, the upgrade and enhancement costs because that whole timeline, that whole cycle, the whole resource load on that is decreased significantly um, by that. And, and obviously validation is what we've been talking about. That's one of the costs as well. Then what is the FDA's perspective of CSV and what type of regulatory changes are you seeing in the future? Regulatory changes, I don't see. The ultimately, FDA is asking us to, to just test to the user requirements and intended uses of the of the software, not to uh, quote, not to use the full quote, but basically, ultimately, that's what we need to achieve and we, we, we need to have or they ask us to have objective evidence of that test, how we satisfy those requirements, right? So that's that's what the regulations and the current guidance are going to tell you, right? As far as the future goes, FDA did come up with a draft document of software, uh, computer software assurance document that it's basically more focused on uh, risk aspect of it. They are encouraging them to use vendors documentation to apply more time to testing and et cetera, right? So the difference between former, well, not former, but current computer system validation methodology and upcoming CSA is that computer system validation or CSV methodology was um, has the validation team spending about 80% of the time documenting and only 20% of the time uh, testing systems. So the idea here is to reverse that to, to uh, spend majority of the time testing and document where necessary. That's where they going to with their guidance documents. No, I, I agree with with Davor's assessment. I think the, the fundamental guidelines that the FDA puts out won't change. Those expectations won't change. And so I, I think that's the case. I do. There is a definite leaning towards a risk based approach that really is in response to some of these CSV barriers that we see. Right. And so instead of doing uh, full regression testing on the latest release and now the changes that we're putting in place, which is extremely heavy uh, and that prevents people from improving their their quality management system because of that high barrier, the high bar to get over to do that to accepting more of a risk based approach. And so there's less testing required in that. Having said that, there's still human intervention required, even in a risk based approach. The beauty of automation is that it allows us to address both. So it's best of both worlds. If you want to take a risk-based approach, we can do that through automation. If you want to still do full regression testing, it's even better because you can still do that with uh, minimal impact to your resources. And so I, I think the FDA is recognizing that and, and, and accepting of that. I think our customers will in turn uh, become more accepting of automation as well. I, I kind of, uh, if I draw an analogy, um, if I go back uh, several years, uh, EQMS in general was on-premise. Customers had their own hardware, their own infrastructure, their, inside their own firewalls. And because it was quality, they didn't trust anyone to touch anything. And it was all done in there. 
And now we've converted to everything software as a service or cloud, if you will. So service providers that have the infrastructure, the data centers are now hosting those applications for customers in their EQMS, and that's now accepted. I think you'll see the same shift in validation and in automation of computer system validation as people become accepting and realize the FDA is not dictating that you have to use this methodology or that methodology. You just have to make sure requirements are met uh, as defined. And if automation allows you to do that, it's acceptable. To what Anthony is saying, I, I mean, I agree completely. And in fact, the system that we have put in place is able to adapt to both type of approaches. I mean, if you, if an organization is following more of a risk-based approach to validate, we can generate Delta scripts that uh, targets the changes for that particular version of the software. Whereas if uh, a full regression testing, a full, a full validation is required by the organization, then we can still generate uh, a full set of validation scripts for it. And in addition to, you know, the, the fundamental, I would say, FDA guidelines for validation, automation definitely takes very seriously the documented evidence that needs to be objective for the validations because only automation can take that, uh, that requirement of documented evidence to the, to, the, to the extreme in which it is objective. There is nothing more objective than an automation process because there is no human interpretation of the result. So that's, I think, where automation is only going to be embraced more and more actually going forward from regulators. The new uh, approach or new guidance from the FDA is not officially changing the regulations. That's that's not going to happen, but it is the goal is to avoid unnecessary activities. So I do agree with both Massimo and Anthony. It's going to bring a little more to, to towards the vendors. So you will see a little bigger demand on whether it's an automation or what we already producing or both, but it's definitely shifting. Well, thank you, Massimo, Gaver, and Anthony for taking the time to have this conversation with me today. I would also like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Acubia, for making this great discussion possible.